This is Heather and David Doty. Welcome to the Upward with the Doty's podcast. We interview fascinating people from all walks of life to discuss the contributing factors of their success. I am a physician and David is an entrepreneur, real estate broker, and investor. We love learning about other people's journey towards success. Whether it comes from relationships, business, or both, do you want to be successful in life? If so, stay tuned to learn what success looks like and how to achieve it as we discuss the mindset and habits of those who are, perhaps, a few steps ahead of us on that journey. Hey guys, welcome to Upward with the Dodies with Heather and David. Today we are interviewing Ryan Frieda with Northline Roofing. I first met Ryan several years ago, four, maybe five years ago. He was, I think, maybe still even in high school and was making more than most of his teachers were making with his lawn mowing business. But he has gone quite a distance in the last couple of years. So this is super fun and exciting to interview a longtime friend, Ryan Frieda. How are you, Ryan? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Truly, it means a ton. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this day. I, I think, it, yeah, I think I was still in high school. I think I had joined Convergence. Yeah. Yep. Convergence <laughs> Business Community. What kid in high school goes to a business networking event to try to grow <laughs> his business and, and expand his contacts? And I remember being, you know, I was, I'm, I'm in my 40s and um, thinking this, this guy's a teenager and he's doing the things that I should be doing, you know, and uh, I'm like taking notes thinking I want to be more like this, this, this kid who is literally younger than some of my children. <laughs> good morning, Ryan. It's good to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to start off our questions. And what I'd like to do is to ask you a little bit about what you're up to now. So maybe you can tell us and our listeners yeah. about your business and then we'll backtrack because I have a lot of questions to you about how you got from point A to point B. So tell us about your business right now. Sure. So it is a roofing company. Um, so residential and commercial. Um, I'm now up to 15 employees, which is the most exciting thing of it all. So um, just with over a little few years. So that's that's where I'm at right now. When did you start your business, Ryan? Um, three years ago. Yeah. Can't believe it's been three years. And And, <laughs> and what I love about successful people, people like you, Ryan, is that you're not just making your own life better. You're, you've got 15 employees whose lives are being met, being made better because of the business that you have started and that you're running. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So that is the part that I love the most is the team, um, back when I would mow lawns or just get started, uh, with this huge dream, I only had, but myself to, work on that so now with 15 other people you get a lot more done a lot quicker as of if you're on your own ryan are you are you willing to tell our audience how old you are how young you are uh, yeah i i can uh, spill the beans i am 23 23 you're 23 and i'm 29 that's great we're pretty close <laughs> <laughs> so so take me back to the place when you were a teenager in high school. Tell me how old you were when you started this lawn mowing business and what set you apart from all the other teenagers who were 
doing their what whatever to fill their time. Tell me about what that was like in your mindset at that point. Yeah. So, you know, now you have more of the glamorous um, resolution or, or the solution to what um, I have worked on, but going all the way back, uh, it wasn't as easy. In fact, it was actually extremely difficult. Um, I remember the first thing that got me going was um, I was mowing my parents' lawn. They were paying me like 20 bucks. And I started adding it up. Every time I would cut the lawn, I'd get 20 bucks. I'm like, wow, that's 20, 40, 60, 80. And then I'm like, wait a minute. What if I cut the neighbor's yard? Then I could double it. And I remember being 13 years old, literally thinking, if I cut the neighbor's yard, I can double how much I make. And I remember my parents not letting me use their gas powered mower. So I convinced them to drive me to Lowe's to buy a um, push mower where it just spins as the wheels spin and mowing the neighbor's yard maybe once or twice um, before they gave in and let me start using the gas mower. And since then, I just kept adding up the numbers in my head that if I would just double that, how much I could do more and then how much time I had. So fast forward that into middle school, I just continued to try to mow lawns and do as much as I possibly can. And then until I got my license, that's where it all changed. Um, I got my license and then I was able to start mowing lawns off of the, the two streets by my house. So I just started taking it really serious. Um, unfortunately, none of my focus was in school. It was more on mowing lawns, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, but towards my junior and senior year, I try to cut all of my high school classes back as much as possible. And I started to, in, uh, employ other guys that I knew that were willing to work super hard. Um, so I would hire people on Saturdays. I'd mow by myself all week. I'd hire guys on Saturdays and then right out of high school, um, I took it extremely serious instead of going to college. One of the things that stuck out in my mind from one of first times that we ever spoke was the conversation that you had with your parents about going to college. Do you remember sharing that? Oh yeah. When I originally, for the first, the last two years of high school, everything in high school just pushes college. And I actually had a, a really tough time, even with my parents. Um, they really wanted me to go to college. They thought I was going to um, just be a guy who cut my cut lawns my whole life. Not, not that I think that's bad. I would, I would totally do that. It's probably a little easier than what I do now. Um, but they were so stuck on the, the image of college. And for me, it just didn't make sense. I remember being in my art class and I think my taxes I filed that year were for $42,000. And I remember my teacher going, like we would always talk about stuff because I was always known for the kid who cut lawns. She's like, man, I don't even make that much. And I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm making more than my teacher right now. You know, how am I being taught by somebody um, and she's not even making, you know, enough to get by. And I just thought this can't be the way. So I, my junior year, I got really, really focused on not going to college. And it was a hard battle, honestly, with everybody, because all my clients were also parents who wanted their kids to go to college and I had built such good relationships with them. They as well wanted me to go. So I pretty much, uh, unfortunately ignored everybody for two, two years strong, um, of a very hard uphill battle. And then how, how did your business 
transform from mowing lawns to roofing? What was that journey like? Um, it went from mowing lawns, um, and I was always looking for the next big thing. So I started to do bigger landscape jobs. So I found out you can make, you know, you could cut a lawn for $25 and maybe make $250 for the day, or you can do a mulch install and maybe you make a thousand dollars for the day. So I'm like, wow, why would I keep cutting lawns? I'd rather do more of mulch jobs. And that led into me doing paver patios, retaining walls. Um, and then a year out of high school, I ended up having 10 employees doing paver patio installs and ended up selling my lawn care business. And then out of that, I started working with my friend's dad, who was renting me um, the equipment to install the paver patios and retaining walls. And he actually owned a roofing company. And that turned that was my biggest turning point there. And so now you have this roofing company, almost, it's around three years old. You've got 15 employees. What are your goals for this year with the roofing company, Ryan? My biggest goal is I'd like to double in size. So I'd like to get to 30 people by the end of the year. Ryan, it sounds like one of your strategies is really just being very forward thinking. It sounds like you always have a goal in front of you and that's a driver for you. Yeah, definitely. That is a huge driver. What is next? I yeah. always ask myself that. Good. I love that. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that we yeah. ask all of our guests because we love to learn from all of you. Uh, how do you define success? And tell us a little bit more about your primary drivers to those ends. Yeah. So I actually think about this a lot because everybody has the word, what is success? And I think success has two meanings. I think the first one is success is determined off of the pursuit in achieving your dreams or desires. And then the second one, which is I feel that I focus on, is achieving my goals or desires. So every time if I have a goal or desire, just the feeling of achieving it is what I consider success. That's awesome. So what, what are some of your goals or desires outside of doubling your business to 30 employees in the next year? The immediate one that comes to the top of my head is um, I'm huge on giving back. I absolutely love doing it, not only for myself, but the people that you get to impact. So I would love to continue to do that. Um, that's a big goal of mine. So being able to volunteer every single month with our, our entire staff somewhere. So if we get to 30 people, right, versus bringing 15, you could double the amount that you can do with just the manpower. So that's a massive one. A lot of my goals are heavily focused towards, our, towards Northline or the business. Since I'm still pretty young, I really put all of my focus towards that right now. Well, when it comes to giving back, I'll never forget how you saved me when I melted the back of my house off. <laughs> <laughs> when I got the grill a little, little too pepped up that one day. So I'll never forget that. But thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you. His <laughs> wife says thank you also. <laughs> I find so much fulfillment in doing more stuff like that. Once you start to achieve, you know, financial goals, or you start to achieve a lot of things that you set forth, I find the most um, fulfillment now is like being able to help people when they least expect it. I, I think it's an amazing feeling. That is so neat, Ryan. I'm so proud of you. And that makes me really just thankful to hear you have that same vision as well, too. And we just wish you tons of continued success. So you can continue to give back. 
Uh, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit to a harder question. Most people who've achieved a great degree of success like yourself have hit some bumps in the road along the way. Can you tell us about a time that maybe was, you know, a turn that you didn't expect or an, or a trial that you had to walk through and what that was like and how that propelled you on toward greater successes? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I have to think on that for a second. Um, I the immediate one that would probably come to my head would be the biggest one of it actually ties back in with going to college. I I ended up having a hard relationship with my um, family and parents when not going to college versus I thought I would have a ton of support. I actually spent a year fully on my own pushing to pay my own bills. I moved out right when I turned 18 and I did not think it was going to be that road of a journey to want to achieve what I wanted. Um, I'd say that was the hardest and the best way that I got over it was surrounding myself with people that thought the same way I did. In fact, David being one of those people, uh, if it wasn't for him to give him credit, I, there's a, a lot of times I probably wouldn't have pushed forward without having people around me that gave me an obnoxious amount of support um, to push through th- like bigger challenges, um, times when you have the least amount of support. I think those are the hardest. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it to where you are today. And I can tell that you're paying it forward and backward and in every direction. It's always good to try to encourage and coach others along on the journey, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Brian, unlike some of our guests that have to think back 20 or 30 years, you've, you've, you've done a lot in the last five years, but what, would, what is some advice that you would give to somebody that was in your position where you were starting out, maybe, maybe right around the time of high school graduation, what advice would you give to somebody who's has the same dreams and hopes that, that you have already accomplished in a lot of ways? I think the best one would be the best things come from not giving up every single time you're at like your hardest point where you're ready to give up is when the best thing is sitting on the other side of it. Wow. Great. That is so good. Is there, Ryan, is there anyone, a role model or anyone that has been really influential in your life who's propelled you on to be where you are? Two come to my mind uh, right off the bat. One is actually David, huge amount of credit to David. In the beginning, when I was at the time I was going to Convergence, um, David knows this. I had an extremely tough time trying to do things on my own. So he offered a ton of support and encouragement. And then another one, his name is Mike Haynes. He has mentored me as well with a lot of challenges through the business that I did not anticipate would come. So those two off the top of my head are amazing people. And I highly recommend people having mentors in their life that could help them. Well, it, it's funny because when you talk about giving back, like I, I would have not expected my name to be on that list, Ryan. So, I mean, thank really? you. <laughs> really, thank you. But I have really, truly feel as though I have gained every bit as much or more than you have from this relationship. And uh, so that's that's humbling. But thank you. Shifting gears a little bit, we used to always talk about the different books we were reading, motivational YouTube videos and things like that. What are you putting in your brain right now that's translating to helping you focus on a daily basis moving forward? Yeah, I have two books that I think are huge and I highly recommend anybody reading them. The biggest one was Raving Fan. Um, I have every single person that joins our company read that and then uh, Servant Leader. 
I think that one has really impacted me at this current state with so many people to lead. I think that's great. I'm glad to hear that you're reading books, Ryan. <laughs> These days we get so busy sometimes and we, it's so important to keep learning and um, pouring into ourselves too. So speaking of that, you're busy. You have a busy business. You have 15 or so, 13, 15 employees, um, whatever number you said, and, and your time is, is really full. How do you balance life? How do you, and I think that's a little bit of a term that we're switching away from these days, but what do you do to keep yourself healthy and whole and in the midst of all the busy success that you're having? I think you want to max out all of your time. So um, maximizing every minute to second and scheduling it. So I now start my mornings extremely early and I set that aside for things for me. So I learned that in the late evening, I don't have as much going on. So I could go to sleep earlier, get up earlier and start those healthy habits early on in the morning, such as 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5.30, before anything of the, any of the chaos starts. Uh, and then anything that's important to me gets put on a schedule. So I make sure that it comes first before the business. I'm just curious, just for just practical advice, what scheduling platform do you use? What do you use to keep your calendar and keep everything reconciled? I use Google Calendar. Okay, good. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. David and I are working on that. We use our Apple Calendar right now and try to keep everything together. But I agree. You got a time block. If it's not on there, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Yeah. Heather, Heather just outed me, Ryan. I, I made the switch about a year ago from Android to <laughs> Apple. And I'm still not 100% convinced that it was the right move for me. But um, in a lot of ways, it has helped. And what, just as a side note, what did it for me was watching Heather text from her Apple MacBook. I was like, that <laughs> is revolutionary. I have to have that in my life. And so for that reason alone, it was, it was worthwhile, but I still struggle with it. Um, back to the questions, though. When did you know that Ryan Frieda was not going to, just be the average American, go to college, take out student loans, buy a house in Moss Creek, get married, have 2.3 kids and a, and a puppy with a white picket fence. When did, when did you know you were just different? I, I have a vivid memory of being like 14 or 15 years old, pushing a lawnmower down the street and seeing other companies with nicer things than me. Um, and not necessarily just the materialistic things, but like they had a nicer lawnmower, they had a nicer van to put the lawnmower in. And I always remembering like, why can't I have that? And then, oh, then as I got older, I started to realize you can have that. You just have to work. So if you, if you picture a desire in your mind that you want to go after the small steps of achieving that will create. Uh, those endorphins in your, your mind to keep going or in your body to keep going. Um, but I've always known since probably 13, 14, 15, that I knew it wasn't going to be the same track. Cause I remember always challenging, um, what people would say, if they told me I couldn't do something, I would remember going, well, maybe I can, uh, let me see if I can. And then I would try. And if I could, I go, wait, so that statement wasn't true. What else isn't true? That's great. So David and I, you, you know, we have six kids, so two are grown and gone from the nest. And, and we have a, our whole other tribe of four kids who are growing up and are kind of right in that ripe season where you were when you had this 
just tremendous mindset towards success. So what advice would you give to us as parents who are raising kids? We want to raise them with um, a forward focusing mindset with a success mindset and a change attitude. What advice would you give us as parents? Yeah, I, I've always waited for this question, actually, because I remember thinking, what would I do different if I had kids um, for my life? And I think the biggest thing would be parents sometimes try to control the outcome of the kid. And I think the kid already has a preset desire of what they can achieve in their life. You just have to be the one to support it. For me, if in an ideal world, the hardest part maybe for a parent is to let their kid try things. And I think the, the greatest thing that you could do is let them try things. I mean, try anything and everything, any desire that they have, let them go for it because they're just going to happen to try one road and it's going to be the road that they should be on, but they would never know if they didn't try it. Um, I think that'd be my biggest piece of advice. Brian, I love that. That's perfect. And it gives me an opportunity to thank my parents. I'm sure they're going to be listening to this because that is the one thing that I would say they did for my brother and I, they did it so well. I mean, my brother, bless him, Sean, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. He, I swear he tried 54 different sports. And my <laughs> mom just kept going until he found the one thing, which was racing that he loved. And that was the one thing. So I think your advice, Ryan, is just, is true wisdom. So you take that into parenting when you have your however many kids someday, I think you're on the right track. I think that's excellent. Thank you. Yeah. And I, and I love that. I just want to echo what Heather said that her parents did something remarkably well with both of their kids with Heather and Sean. And maybe Sean tried 54 different things, but in that, you know, let's try football that, okay, that's not it. We'll count that as a fail and we're going to move forward and try the next thing. And one time after another, after another, it was, fail fast, fail often, and and get back up and try something else or just make it happen, but we're not going to give up. I, I love that, just not being afraid to try. Yeah, everybody has inherent gifts. That's another super wise thing that you said, too. You were hardwired for success. You just needed the right environment and the right you know, support to be able to do that. So I think watching for giftings, and that's true for the way you lead your team, too, I bet. they all Your team members have unique giftings that you're watching for and propelling them toward greatness. So just commend you for your wisdom, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, what, and, and we've, we've talked around this a, a couple different ways, like what makes you different, but let's look at it from a different, through a different lens. Now, what would you say keeps most people from being successful? I think it would be the fear that they have of it going wrong. I have a lot of close friends where I always wonder, like, you know, if, if they, they're not feeling fulfilled, I always ask them, well, why don't you just try the next thing? And, it, and if I've noticed that the immediate reaction is the fear of what if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't happen? I feel like my, I have such strength now because I fought that early. It's like, well, who cares what happens? Just try it. And if it goes wrong, as, as long as we're all going to be alive after you try it, this is going to be great. You can try anything then. I think everybody just fears though what could go wrong and then they become hindered by what what could be. So I think that's the biggest thing is just everyone always fears the the negative of trying the next thing. Ryan, where do you see yourself in 5 to 10 years from now? What's your long-term plan? Yeah, so for Northline, my goal is to have 500 employees. 10-year goal. Nice. 
totally achievable. I think you're going to sur surpass that would be my guess. And I hope I, I, I'm, I'm tracking it now. I'm on track, but I'm still, uh, I'm only in the first year on track. So I love there's it, a, a long road ahead. So 500 employees, is that, is your vision in multiple cities and multiple states? What does that look like? I always found myself that I always like to chase the highest interest thing or the shiny object or the thing that catches my attention the most. But I knew if I kept shifting things that I would do, I would never get to the success that I wanted. So I figured if I could just open a different location in each state, I can move to that state um, or live there for three to six months to get it going and then move on to the next thing, which would keep my interest high. So I'm hoping to open locations down to Florida and over to Texas to start and then hope make my merge from there to different locations. I'm, I'm hoping things go well. We're now in South Carolina too. So hopefully I'll go to the third state soon. Awesome, man. That's a, that is so exciting. Ryan, do you believe anyone can be successful? I thought on, uh, I've, I've been asked this before and I've thought on it. Um, I say yes and no. I think anyone has the same 24 hours that everybody um, can do anything in those 24 hours that they would desire. But I do think some people um, just don't want to achieve the next thing. They have no desires. And I've learned this as I worked with a lot of people. Um, so I think in the, in the, the physical state, yes, anyone can be successful. If somebody really wants it, they can do it no matter what. They just have to find the reason for the yes. I love that. And then you mentioned, obviously, you're going to be doing a lot of hiring in the next year, couple of years. What do you look for in the perfect employee for Northline Roofing? Our values for Northline are super simple. They're do it right, do it different, and give back. So every single time I hire somebody, they have to somehow funnel through those categories. So they have to prove that they've somehow been in a situation where they had the option to, to go left or right, right being the right way. So it, it, they had to have taken an extra few steps to make sure it was correct. Um, they have to be different and unique. I think I always felt a little different and unique growing up, and it has become the term that I call innovative now. Um, so I look for someone who's innovative. They're doing it different. They're trying new things. And then the biggest for me is the give back. They have to be sincere. They want to have to share their success with others. They want to, if they grow in their careers, they have to think and, and provide for people around them. So they have to somehow show those traits in anything that they do. Ryan, if our listeners are interested in reaching out to you, whether for roofing services or maybe looking for employment opportunities, how can they contact you or what is your website? Sure. Um, they can email me at ryan at northlineroofing.com or they can go on northlineroofing.com um, to check out our website. And they're also welcome to call our office, 704-796-9506. Uh, One last question, and we're going to wrap it up just out of respect for your time, Ryan. And thank you again for being here. The average homeowner who has been in their house for a couple of years, maybe they're thinking about selling and capitalizing on this hot seller's market. 
from a from a roofing perspective, do you have any advice for those listeners? I highly recommend having the roof assessed. Every roofing company offers a free assessment. Sure, some of them try to give you the obligations that come with it, but as long as you find one that is truly willing to check the roof out for you for free, it never hurts to get it looked at. A lot of times people have leaks in their attic and the insulation has been absorbing it and they have no idea until it's too late. So by the time you usually see a stain on your drywall, it's been leaking for a while. So I recommend everyone and anyone just get the roof checked out, get a report, and then make decisions off of that. Then you can look for your other contractors once you've decided that it needed attention. Two quick stories, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this because it, it goes right along with what you're saying. I went on a listing appointment last month in Concord where the people had their roof assessed because somebody knocked on their door. Hey, let me check out your roof. We're doing the neighbor's roof down the street. And um, long story short, they found damage. People called their homeowner's insurance. Homeowners sends an inspector out or an, a claim adjuster. They go out there and they said, yes, there is damage to your roof. But on this three-story house, this is not hail damage. This is vandalism. So the guy who had ins inspected their roof had actually damaged their roof in hopes of selling them a new roof. So beware of who you let on your roof, homeowners. Yep. Second story, our dear friends Mike and Darlene sold their house a couple months ago. Northline Roofing came out, did a free assessment on the roof, found leaks. And months after closing on the sale of their home, Mike still says to me, I'm really glad we had that roof replaced because those leaks were there. It had been leaking for a while. And we didn't even know it. I'm so glad that Ryan and his team came out and took care of our roof. So guys, give Ryan or Northline Roofing a call. Let him come out and check out your roof. It will save you a lot of money down the road. And there's no cost to it. There's absolutely no risk. Thank you so much. That is such an honor. Thank you. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Truly a joy, my friend. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, guys. It, it means a lot. It really does. I Every chance I get to hang around you guys, I'm here. No, I'm always around, man. So <laughs> Pro proximity and there's power in proximity. And I want to be around people like you. So it goes both ways for sure. We're proud of you, Ryan. It's been a joy talking to you today. And I wish you tons of continued success. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Have a great one.